Through cat food and I'm quickly. At my, uh, lamp in the corner of the studio when I'm seeing a lot of dust. Mark's playing so back a previous episode. I'm talking some art out. about my furnace and my, my dust, cats. Dust cloth. I actually use a vacuum, actually. And, uh, uh, dusting. Dusting a house. And I uh, don't want to do that. I want to just keep the place. I always want to do stuff. Looking presentable. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's for sure. And uh, the rest of the house, same thing goes there. Definitely do for a dusting. <laughs> Definitely do for a dusting. Definitely do for a dusting. On that episode, I talked about the dentist and my furnace, dusting and vacuuming the house and cats and, uh, oh, you know, various other subjects that, that I brought bring to you in shorter segments on these shows. About uh, two months ago, I decided to... Um, make my segments a little shorter. Instead of having three large segments or two big segments, two grandiose segments in my somewhat grandiose mind. No, I'm just kidding. Taking medication, taking medication, people. <laughs> Y'all got to realize I'm uh, mitigating my thought processes here. Do we think too much? I think we do. I think we're big thinkers. Uh, We like to ruminate. We like to throw things around in our mind. We like to have a big volleyball game, you know? Dodgeball, soccer. We like to throw things back and forth. And that's what we do. And that's what I'm going to do on this segment of Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories. The podcast for the people. That's right. It's a plain spoke kind of, uh, I use some big words sometimes. I like using big words. I like uh, knowing the meaning of those words. I try not to say a word if I don't know what the meaning is, although I have been guilty of it in past podcasts. Um, I like to modulate, or moderate actually, moderate my thoughts. I like to gather my thoughts and try to distill them into certain subject matter that is, uh, it's distilled. It's distilled. This is a distillery. You've come to a brewery or distillery, I should say, uh, a reduction, a reduction of thought on some of these podcasts. Some of them are expansion. Uh, some of them are reduction. So I go, I do run the gamut, but, uh, for the most part, I try to focus my subject matter on the podcasts. So here we go with Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories Podcast. And I'm Guy Massey, right here on the Studebaker in my studio. studio. As humans, we think about three things. Food. Sleep. And entertaining ourselves. Survival by sustenance, survival by the act of slumber, and the free, well, the release of tension through our own 
occupation or uh, uh, carrying on through time to pass the time. Uh, and that usually in- requires some form, uh, some modicum, or all encompassing aspect of entertainment or entertaining ourselves. Work, uh, work can fall into the sustenance category. Work can fall through the slumber category. A lot of times we can go to bed thinking of things and hashing things out, um, distilling, that's part of the process, uh, and dreaming. Dreaming is an organization of the mind. Organization is an active thing. Our brains are active, after all. They're throughout the day, throughout the whole 24-hour span. Uh, the brain does not shut down when we sleep. The brain organizes itself. It's working, too. It's covering all three categories. And uh, probably the most important is sustenance. The sustenance through sleep. That could be a subject of another podcast, you know. Um, my My... My sleep is important to me. Naps are important too. Naps are important. Begins the the shorter shorter time lapse, a shorter time frame. Uh, if I can try to describe it, uh, of organization of the mind, organization of thought, organization of memory. Um, most important is probably memory. That's Mr. Mantle letting me know that I've begun my segment here, and I will continue this segment. Um, I like to kick back with chocolate and caramel, my my, my uh, craft caramels that I get in the supermarket that they are now out of off the shelf. Uh, during COVID, I guess there's some shortages. We found it out with my mountain bike. We're finding it out with my computer. I'm still waiting for that computer, by the way. I'm not going to have it till uh, November 11th, apparently. It's been pushed off. Uh, so I've, I've been, I've been kind of quiet about my computer in the last several podcasts. My last podcast, uh, my computer was seemingly imminent. or In, 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 in real time, it was actually imminent. I thought I was getting it the next day, and it turned out that uh, Best Buy, the retailer that uh, is contracted with Apple to sell Apple products, uh, kept uh, kept giving us the the, the uh, shrift or the the uh, delayed response, or the actually they were pretty proactive on letting us know that it was not going to be an active uh, thing. This was not going to happen. Uh, they would keep pushing the date. To a, you know, it was, it was October seventh. I think I ordered it, and then it was pushed to the delivery was uh, October twentieth or something like that. And then later on, um, I, I might have those dates wrong, but it's basically the, the, the time span's the same. Basically, all about a week apart. And then this one was a hit because uh, I found out on around October eleventh, my brother's birthday actually, October eleventh, my brother Claude. Um, that day, I found out that the computer would not be my Janet through my sister-in-law, Janet, who was helping me get the computer. Uh, she um, 
we tailored my computer, you know, we're tailoring it to what my needs are. I want a trackpad. I want a magic trackpad so bad I can taste it. But I still want my mouse. I like my little mouse. I like a mouse. I like the cordless mouse. Not a big fan of the cord. Uh, who is? And I uh, found out it was, the computer was now delayed till November 11th. So we're waiting on November 11th. So a little delayed gratification there. A little delayed gratification going on with the Apple iMac, with the Retina display. Uh, so when you plunk down uh, $1,200 or $1,300 for a computer and then another $50, $60, $70 for a track, magic trackpad, as Apple coins it, uh, you need to be a little patient. And I'm trying to be patient, and it's already it's already coming into the third week of October here, um, and uh, we're getting closer to that November 11th date. It'll be up upon us in no time, just like 2021 is going to be here very very soon, because after, of course, after Halloween you have Thanksgiving, uh, Veterans Day is coming up, but that's less consequential. Uh, you get Thanksgiving and Christmas, of course, the holiday season of shopping. Yeah, I, I definitely put my shopping off. That's another podcast. I'm going to talk about my Christmas shopping habits. Uh, I, I've, I've been known to be up there with the guys in the store where it's mostly men doing last second shopping, last millisecond shopping, I should say, split second, you know. Santa Claus is already coming down the chimney when we're doing our shopping for the part, for, for some of the, although the store's closed before Santa's, uh, Santa's done all his shopping. He's a middleman kind of guy, you know. Uh, he gets things at retail. Sometimes he leaves the price stickers on when we open our gifts, you know. He forgets, forgets to take the price sticker off. A model car, or he takes, gets to take the, price sticker off our bracelet, you know, and uh, men aren't good at removing prices, women I think might be better at that, uh, men aren't as good as wrapping gifts, although I've seen men in department stores when I was younger, in my teen years buying Christmas gifts, men, uh, men uh, manned a lot of the departments, you know, it's just the way it was back then in the 70s and 80s. Uh, later on, men gravitated to other jobs in the stores or other places. And women, women took over. And uh, they took over in the 80s, right? You saw more and more women driving cars. I used to just say, what's going on here? They should be staying home. Now I'm so happy. Uh, it's, it's great to see women in the workplace. Uh, more power to them. And uh, I think it's a great, great kind of chemistry and kind of a situation where men learn to work with women. And uh, they don't boss women around as much as they used to. And there was that wife that always bossed the husband around, even in the 50s, right? It was uh, get out of the kitchen, you know, go read your book, go do your, take out the garbage, you know, take out the garbage, and then come back in, wash your hands. Bossy, you know, bossy. 
but you needed that. You needed that. You needed that regimen. Uh, they were right. They were right all along. to shape our thoughts, maybe. Uh, we learn to curb our thoughts through meditation. It's important. Um, different, different aspects of the mind, different areas of the brain. Uh, psychiatry would be the experts at this. Those in psychiatry um, would be able to fashion this these next statements better, but the mind, uh, the mind keeps going. It doesn't stop. And uh, so those three things of food, sleep, entertainment, are vital, are vital. If we, don't, if we don't entertain ourselves, then we don't have anything really to live for except to sleep and to eat. And an existence of sleeping and eating, you may as well be a cat. You may as well be one of my cats on the couch. Uh, she's uh, down under the coffee table here, looking at Kane for the most part. Her eyes wander sometimes, but they're fixed. They look like they're in a daze, but they're actually probably very focused and thinking. I can't get into the brain of these animals. I wish we could. Someday we may be able to. Someday we may be able to play back our dreams on our TVs. Wouldn't that be cool? Imagine watching your, your, a nightmare on your phone that you had the night before. Can you imagine that? The impact that that would have on society? Can you imagine seeing your own brain organize its thoughts in front of you through visual communication? Imagine being able to use your thoughts and your dreams to fashion your next day of existence. That would be entertaining in and of itself. Your dreams are typically, typically entertaining. I had a doozy. I had a doozy of a dream last night. Um, I don't know if you care about my dreams. Most people ho hum. Got their own dreams that they can reference. They don't need to hear other people's dreams, but this was a doozy. And I want to relate it to you. Was, uh, my sister was exhibiting, was exhibiting an important exhibit, an international exhibit in my bedroom. And people were going to be coming, and we had to wallpaper. We had to uh, put on wallpaper to cover up holes in the wall. Holes in the wall all of a sudden, rips and holes in the wall. We could see the skeleton of the wall uh, through certain holes in small areas, one particular area of the wall to the left of the doorway. And all of a sudden it was wallpapered, magically. I don't know how it happened. And I uh, complained about the wallpaper. I said it doesn't look masculine enough. And uh, we ended up putting a kind of a red, blue, and white kind of well, not, not, not looking like an American flag, but more like red, blue, 
and I think it was like a green color in bands running horizontally on the walls that looked more satisfyingly cleaner, more masculine, and uh, you know, looked more like a, a man's bedroom. Then all of a sudden this, this room became a room in college, in a college, in Rhode Island College in particular, actually is what the college was in the dream. And all of a sudden I'm at the other end of the campus. I have to get back to, to my sister's exhibit, international exhibit on something. I don't know what it was. And all of a sudden, it, it, the bedroom turned into this room in, in the college that was huge, a huge room, like an exhibition hall size room. But I'm at the other end of the college, and I have to get to the other end of the campus where my sister's exhibit is. And I'm not dressed properly. My tie is on wrong. My pants don't have a belt. I'm walking back, look, needing to look neat. I need to look as best as I can for my sister's exhibit and I'm walking back and it takes me forever. You know, your legs are crossed when you're sleeping sometimes. And that physical crossing of the legs prohibits you from really walking fast in your dream. I don't know if you ever noticed that. You can't really run. Maybe that's why you take to flight in a lot of dreams, um, to liberate yourself from your physical clenches of being in the bed, trapped in your bed, you know. And you can't talk, you can't speak well. I don't know if you ever noticed that either. You try to speak in your dream and you have trouble opening your mouth and moving it to make the speech patterns. And uh, you have trouble enunciating the simplest words. And you sound like you're, you, you're mumbling, really. You can hear yourself talking. You have a lot to say, you really want to say a lot, but it's just too hard to talk. And you almost give up in your dream midway, you know. So I'm walking through the, the, the I'm walking through the the campus, and it's uh, it's a huge campus. It turns out to be a huge campus, and I've got to go through all these buildings to get to the other side of campus. You know, there's no real clear path to the other side. Um, I don't know what the psychiatrist would say of the meaning of that. Uh, and I noticed that there's a big road that they've ripped through buildings to construct another pathway. Uh, and it's under construction still. And it's been abandoned. The workers have gone, but you can still see that it's not complete. And the buildings have been cut in half, and there's overhangs where there was building before. And the road just keeps going on, and you can see the campus beyond. But I don't get on that path. It looks too dangerous for some reason. So I continue to cut through the buildings in order to get to the other side, essentially. And I go through a science kind of center. Then up comes another college in within the campus. It's an Assumption College. Assumption in Worcester. It's a Worcester College. What's it doing at Rhode Island College? This is the way a dream works, right? This is the way our dreams work. There's no rhyme or reason. This is the way my dreams work, at least. Uh, and I cut through, and there's where I get into the labyrinth, and I never make it to, to by the way, to Nikki's uh, exhibit. I never make it. 
Uh, I'm not, still not dressed right. And in fact, my pants have fallen down. They've fallen off me and I have them in my hand. I can't seem to get my pants on and I'm in my underwear walking through corridors. And, and then I come into an elevator area where there's a bunch of elevators and it's beautiful granite on the walls. It's shiny and it's earth colored, kind of beautiful ambers and golds and browns and rubies in there and it's almost jewel-like the walls of uh, this Assumption elevator area a lobby a lobby of elevators a bank of elevators and it goes around it goes around and there's little corners where I can kind of sneak into that's the that's my uh, Mr. Mantle telling me to wrap things up it's getting sick of my dream here, but I just want to continue it quickly. I want to end this quickly, and it ends quickly. It's ending just about now. Um, I'm coming up into areas where I get into a, a corner where there's, you know, again, there's that beautiful granite. All I can picture is the granite. I can see the elevators. The doors are closed, and they're granite as well. And there's then there's the corner where I try to get my pants on, but I decide to try to sneak into the men's room. But there's... There's two rooms, there's two distinct doors that, that are still granite covered. Everything sort of blends in, it all sort of blends in. And they've got Ara- Arabian writing, you know, that kind of script writing, that, that kind of nice flowing writing that you can't tell if it's women's room or men's room. And I never make it to open the door, I never make it to open the door and I... Then I end up in a cafeteria kind of setup that's still kind of granity and shiny. And there's a slab that I lie down on. But there's other people eating right next door. I've got my foot up against a woman that's eating, a student. And there's a group of them down the way that work their way down that, that table off the bench. And I can see a, a, a young man snickering snickering like, boy, this guy's nuts. He's getting dressed in front of us. And I'm trying to pull up my pants, but they won't go on. I can't even move. I'm paralyzed. I'm actually paralyzed. It's one of the few dreams where I've sensed an actual paralysis. It's quite a helpless feeling. And it made me look like a nut job, you know. And people were dismissing me. They kept eating, trying to make it look like nothing was happening, you know. But each in their collective minds, they knew this guy was a nut job, and they're looking at each other, really kind of like, wow, look at this guy. And uh, I see that kid snickering, and that's all I can picture as I wake up, as I wake up and get out of bed, turn the light on, walk out of the room, kind of somewhat satisfied that I had a pretty raucous, well, not raucous, but adventurous dream um, I had a pretty good feeling actually it was good to, to touch reality now as I headed to the kitchen to make my coffee boy I think about food a lot I almost think about food all the time my stomach's kind of empty right now I had my coffee, and my coffee makes me think of food about a half an hour after I have it. Oh, I like I like the taste of a donut with coffee. I enjoy the donut less if I don't have anything to drink it with. 
I love coffee on its own, though. I love coffee on its own. But it gives me the hunger, hunger pangs to some degree. Uh, about 25, 35 minutes after I eat, after I drink, after I consume the beverage. And um, caffeine does that. It does that. So I think about food then. I think about food while I'm watching TV. I got to go get my chocolate and my caramels and my, my Mounds bar and mix up all those textures in my mouth. I have the anticipation of uh, getting to the kitchen and cracking open my Hershey bar and my Mounds and my Kraft caramels, you know, bringing them back to the couch. I make the effort to do that. I get back and I wait till the commercials are over before I start eating for the most part because I don't want to really eat and entertain myself while I'm watching commercials. I get free TV. I get, I get the free antenna, you know, the digital, the digital antenna that you can get, you know, for $19. And uh, I uh, hooked that up recently. And um, I'm getting all these great channels like Grit. They're great in the sense that they're free. Uh, I got to watch some pretty bad commercials. I'll give you that. But it's got some great programming. MeTV has some of the best programming out there and some of the worst commercials. It seems like the better the channel, the worst commercials. I did find one or two that are really good. Buzzer's pretty good because it's got really short breaks. He's got a lot of breaks, but they're short. And uh, whatever happened to the single sponsor back in the 50s, you know? Like Winston Cigarettes, they would sponsor... Uh, or uh, Muriel Cigars would take up a whole half-hour show, and they'd only come on at the end for their commercial message. They'd show their little pack of cigars or their, you know, the, the candy in the corner during the show. But, you, you know, you could, you could put up with that, because now we've got logos in the corners on all the TV shows. You know, they gotta, people got to let you know that they're, what channel you're watching, you, what network you're on, you know. Grit does that. Uh, MTV, MeTV, all of them. But Grit, Grit has uh, pretty bad commercials, but the commercial, the, the best balance I think I found is Dabble. It's a home improvement show. Um, there's some great British shows on there. Um a show where people try to buy a house in the countryside. They have a choice of three homes to pick from. And then most of them, I'm disappointed at the end, decide not to go with any of the houses. They're just not right. Oh, my God, those homes are so beautiful. They're in the English countryside. They're country homes with thatched roofs, some without thatched roofs, but have roofs, of course. And Some of them are chocolate box kind of cottages. Some of them are... Uh, provincial type former castles or former churches or something that's been you know some of them are, are hundreds of years old some of them are new new builds as they call it in England you know and there's bits England likes to use that word bits what's that bit over there I like that garden bit these homes have incredible gardens front and back incredible just incredible 
And the couples are cute. I love the couples that come and look at them. Uh, they're older couples, they're younger couples. And the hosts, they've got three or four hosts on that show that each have their own show that alternate for the most part. One particular woman's very elegant. Uh, one couple was a man that was six foot six, and they walked into this English, English home that had really short ceilings, and his head was almost touching the ceiling. He had to actually duck under about five six inches to, by by about five six inches, this six foot six man, to get under under the beams of these homes. They they exposed beams in a lot of these homes. They got conservatories conservatories, we call them in, in, here in, in America. They, they call them conservatories, conservatory, conservatory in England. And uh, some people like them, some people don't. I was surprised. There was one woman that was looking at one just the other day. I was looking at an episode. She didn't like the conservatory. I, I couldn't understand that at all. She wanted a big kitchen. She wanted a big, each of them have their own needs and wants. Uh, one guy wants a separate outhouse, outbuilding that is, is a, he can make his his own space to work on, uh, to work on his uh, his fun woodworking or whatever craft he wants to do. Uh, he wants to keep occupied with his fun stuff, and his wife wants to usually garden. That's the way it is in Britain. So uh, Britain is a land of gardeners. In case you didn't notice, well, we did a whole show uh, here in uh, on Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories with uh, Corey McLean and Janet Massey, and they talked about uh, gardening, and uh, we really touched upon a lot of great things. We talked about different, uh, different types of flowers and plants and uh, how to plant, when to plant, where to plant. We tried to cover everything. And uh, a lot of times English gardens came up as reference, the roses of England, um, and notable, notable flowers from England, uh, invasive species from England to our shores. So England is important, you know, it's important. And Dabble is a great channel, and I enjoy it. And the commercials are not that long. The breaks are not as long as MeTV, for instance. But MeTV has my lineup at night. And it's got my some of my day shows. I, I will put the TV on at 3, typically. Uh, lately, it's been this habit of mine to put the TV on at 3 o'clock in the afternoon to watch Rifleman. And it, those shows end at, there's two of them in a row, and it ends at 4, and I shut the TV off typically. I may keep it on. Um, lately, I have been keeping it on to watch um, to watch Wagon Train with Ward Bond, and I'll check that out. And then, if the commercials come on, I'll flip it to six six dash two, uh, channel six, local channel here in Providence. Uh, carries the uh, carries the grit, and grit carries westerns. And uh, I might hit commercials when I change the channel from commercials. I might go to another set of commercials on Grit. But usually it lands on a show called Tales of Wells Fargo. And we had, uh, we had, uh, we talked about uh, uh, Dale Robertson, who stars in that. He plays Jim Hardy, who's a 
Wells Fargo investigator, and I love that show. But it's mainly me, TV, and uh, Adam 12 comes on at 5. Then I'm making supper, and by 7 o'clock, I'm having dinner, and uh, it is MASH for two episodes. And then 8 o'clock, it's Andy Griffith for two episodes. And at 9 o'clock, it's Gomer Pyle, and I'm ready to go to bed. By the time Green Acres comes on, I listen to the opening song because I have to usually listen to it and then watch part of Green Acres. I very rarely have finished watching Green Acres. Um, and uh, I'm in bed. I'm in bed. By, by 10 o'clock, I'm definitely in bed. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk Me Some Art and Other Stories. What are the takeaways? Well, the takeaways are the importance of food in our lives, the importance of entertainment in our lives, the importance of sleep. And they all go hand in hand. Food, entertainment, experience. Give way to our dream world they do and that's what we live for Buckles talking on a, my previous, my most previous episode on Halloween and Easter. Right? Easter eggs Buckles on Easter right now. Giving you a past tense play-by-play on that episode. Just cutting out at the right time here. Seems like the right time to cut out of that. Um, Buckles was on the show and he was trying to be relevant and that's what this segment's about relevance we want to all be relevant and it just came to me this segment just came to me I added it on and it's an add-on before just before I press the publish button here uh, in this in this time paradigm right now that we're in coming to you live in my mind as I always say on my show um You'll always hear me in the past tense, though. I'll have done the episode already. You may be listening to this at Christmas of 2021. You may be listening to this in Christmas of 2021 by the time you hear this. Or it could be in the summer of 2022. Who knows? Things that are put on the internet are there forever. That's why it's becoming such a huge, huge, huge unit. A huge unit. But Buckles wanted to be relevant, and we all want to be relevant, don't we? We certainly don't want to be irrelevant. We don't start our day in irrelevance. We certainly don't. Thanks, Mr. Mantle. Got to end this episode. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for being relevant. Thanks for letting me be relevant. Thanks for the Grateful Dead still be relevant. 
20 years after they've stopped playing music. Thanks to the internet, YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, what have you. And by the time these chimes end, which is now, thanks again for joining me and please share.